Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome everybody to episode 43 of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Peter Biox, joined today by my good friend and co-host Joshua Rowe. How's it going, man? It's Star Wars Day. Oh, yeah. Look at that Star yeah. Wars shirt you were just squaring out for Banna us. Banna the crap out of this thing. You know, That's, this is like the first time I've wore a Star Wars shirt in, well, maybe since May on our podcast. I suppose you're probably right. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. man. I'm, I'm wearing my work polo, and <laughs> I just don't give a damn. <laughs> and I see someone else over there wearing non-Star Wars attire. Happy Star Wars Day to you, Josh, and happy Star Wars Day to our other co-host. Allow me to introduce the one, the only, Miss Eden Gray. Hi. I'm also here in my work clothes, but scrubs are Scrubbing comfy. it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super comfy. It's I like... don't want no scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> it's professional pajamas. Uh, yeah, it really is professional fitted pajamas with tons of pockets. You can't go wrong. I say the same thing about geese. Yes. You know? Yeah. Pajama party. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, happy Star Wars Day, guys. Happy Josh Star even Wars has the, the Star Wars mug for his coffee today. Yeah. Uh, those, those Stormtrooper helmet mugs are so difficult to drink coffee I know. Out of. Yeah, there's I a, know. My lip keeps going into this gray <laughs> spot. <laughs> I always hold it um, by the handle, and then the handle goes outward. The elbow goes out square, right? And then I sip from the by front. The yeah. From the front, yeah. I sip from the because front. it's not mm, round, right? it's oval. Yes, that works so much better. And it's yeah. it's yeah. We have to have a technique because we've got like three <laughs> of them and they're just not yeah, user friendly. <laughs> they're awesome looking. Right. Yeah. They're also not that great to wash. No, I bet I bet it's got little holes. See my R two D twos the same way. Like yeah. his legs. Yeah. Like coffee gets down up in his yeah. legs. You got to get down there with like a bottle brush. Oh, don't Ugh. even get me started on porg mugs now. It's just. <laughs> but it's cool. But it's pretty cool. It's and worth you... it. So what kind of stuff have you guys been up to in the last week? We have not spoken in the last seven days. Reading uh, two comics that we're going to talk about today. And we have uh, been going over some of the um, at, at Star Wars Adventures stuff. We'll get into that much later in the show. But I've been doing some of that with uh, the kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't read a single one. Are, are the both of you enjoying them? They're kind of them? fun. Yeah, you, they're fun. They're stupid. But is it like fun it's to, stupid fun? Yeah, to, to enjoy it with your son. Yes. And yeah. he has so many questions. It's just kind of like those uh, a little weaving out here. It's like the little shorts at the end of like Black Clover or something. Mm. It's just like the Clover Clips. Like, yeah, yeah like that. They're the, kind of like the that. Chibi, yeah. chibi comics. They're, but they're not chibi looking. It's just the the stories are just kind of wacky. Goofy, yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, Eden, I see you're uh, drinking some CC lemon over there again. We have 100 yep. lemons worth on the table. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Gotta get the I too. I too. I'm drinking CC lemons. The, the question is, 
how many lemons does it take to run a podcast? <laughs> Today we'll find it's 100. Out. We will find out. <laughs> one, Josh, next time we, we got to get you in there. Nobody's ever been brave enough to have 150 lemons on a podcast, kid. <laughs> Let's do it, too. I'll go to the loony bin with you. <laughs> Only one person got that reference. I apologize. But hey, Star Wars Day, so it's all good. Eden, what have you been up to in the last week? I finished reading Black Spire. Ooh. Ooh, what'd you think? It was great. I loved it. Yeah. And also sad, but also exciting. But mm. yeah, it's just really good. That's really exciting. And Josh, are you uh, finished? Yep, finished. Ready to go. Awesome. Well, I will get in touch with our future special guest because I think uh, be fun. I, I think maybe next week we could talk about this, guys, if you're we ready. Should. Yeah, next week. I um I also have the the audiobook version from the library, so I'm just going to listen to some of it. Awesome. In the next week, just to hear like how the different character voices are. Yeah, since it's been a while since I've listened to it, um, I'm probably going to do the same. See if I can't knock it out on like 1.5 speed. Yeah, like on my commutes. Yes. Just since you already refresher. know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, as a refresher. I um, I also got the Crash of Fates ebook um on sale from oh. Google Play. Well, Google gave me a three dollar ebook credit, so I was like, okay. Here we go. And I got my first <laughs> Google Play store ebook thing. So I don't even know how to read it on there, but I'll figure it out. And um, so, yeah. Nice. So what have you been up to? Well, you know me, the uh, the usual comic books um, every Wednesday. And um, we'll, of course, be going back tomorrow to get a new figure. But let me tell you about the figure I got last week. And that is, oh, shit, I grabbed the wrong one. Senator Palpatine. <laughs> oh, no. Who should it be? I mean, be? look, he's wearing, he's wearing the, the, the purple, purpley, beautiful Naboo cloak yeah. and everything. I got a Chancellor Valorum. Oh, sweet. Oh. No, hold on. Hold on. I've already talked to this figure. I need to go get our special guest of the night. We Please are- excuse me. <laughs> I wonder uh, where that design came from. I've seen it before, but I just can't. Like place it like in Star Wars, no, like yeah. I, I don't think looks I've like ever something seen out it. of Star Trek to me. Yeah, it looks <laughs> maybe um, from Naboo or something. So, guys, <laughs> twinsies, look at look at this, Chancellor Valorum and Palpatine <laughs> twinning, like they're almost identical. You need to post a picture of this. <laughs> Will for sure. Will uh, for sure. Uh, that can be our episode art. Oh man, Just so. Two. Two crazy guys out on the town. Two wild and crazy <laughs> guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that joke either. Uh, it's okay. So, do you think that we can do the Comtech check through the, uh, the Starcase? Let's see why it. not. Ladies and gentlemen, please allow me to introduce our guest of honor tonight. Chancellor Finis Valorum. The chair recognizes the senator from the sovereign system of Naboo. Very nice. That's terrible. Welcome, Your Highness. It's an <laughs> honor to finally meet you in person. Ah. Ooh. The chair recognizes the senator oh, from so the just sovereign got two. system of Naboo. Yeah, both of his lines are so long that he only gets two. <laughs> There's only so much memory on that contact chip. Yeah. I wonder if you could rework the audio interface on this and hook it up to a better or like a real speaker wait so 
does it actually work this way under his his lines as it says the lines on the back like spoiler alert uh, don't you want them to be a surprise after you get the figure uh it says this speech chip interacts with queen amidala like do you have her does that mean of course i have we'll go get her let's see how this works i'm gonna run up the stairs again i'll be right (laughs) back i'm super hyped (laughs) i don't know if that means that like I'm expecting, you know, something interesting will happen, but I think it's just you make Valorum say a line and then you make Queen Amidala yeah. say a line and then they happen to have both said those lines in sequence. Maybe. <laughs> I hope I hope they planned that out. I mean, that's that's literally the only thing that can happen, right? Oh man. All right. Okay, so how does that work? So do you do you scan one of the chips first and then the other one? I think I don't really know, but her chip interacts with Senator Palpatine and Chancellor Valorum. Well, it's a good thing we've got them both down here. How about that? <laughs> let's let's see how this works. Oh, her figure is so beautiful. A little senatorial three-way. Gross. Oh, God, yeah. No. Ooh. Especially with those two old dudes. She's too pretty for them. I think that new leadership is needed. Uh-oh. Put up Valorum after that one. The chair recognizes the senator from the sovereign system of Naboo. I'll try her again. The Naboo system has been invaded by the droid armies of the trade. Well, now have a palps. <laughs> you see, your majesty, we will elect a new chancellor. Uh-oh. <laughs> that sounds so bad. Amidala comes next. <laughs> I've come before you to resolve this attack on our sovereignty now. Now, Valorum. Uh, I know, right? They're so similar. Oh, I know. Welcome, Your Highness. It's an honor to finally meet you in person. So this doesn't work at all. Now, so, hold on. So no secret. Oh, so so he just says his first line. So what you're and trying to tell me it. is that basically it's like, oh, they interact with each other. Yeah, no. But they don't change their lines at all. No, they don't. <laughs> They just you happened just to pick lines that occur inside with each other. Yeah, it's actually movie. still pretty cool to yeah, me, though, because I mean, you, yeah, that's you just can throw them up. Yeah, that's really neat. I'm very entertained right now. So, and I like how I like how Palpatine's robot voice sounded like very sleazy and definitely Palpatine. Like it was definitely a, a different, terrible robot voice than than the other ones. Gave me palpitations. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> We we gotta make a a segment like for this <laughs> Comtech segment. Yeah, oh for sure. <laughs> I plan on having all kinds of special guests from the Senate. You know, Naboo. We just had the Jedi Council. I can't wait to have Jar Jar on. Oh, Hisa can't wait either. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> cool. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've been into. Um. Like I said, eventually, uh, towards the end of the episode today, we're going to be talking about Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple number one. And um, uh, what is it called? Oh, Age of Resistance Supreme Leader Snoke number one. Yep. The only one. Yeah. There can be only one. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Born to be kings. I All got right. that. I got that reference. Finally, a reference she got. Yay! See, that's what I was going for. But now, you all know what time it is. It's time for the showbiz. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
You know we strive to keep this a super interactive show, so here are all the different ways that you can interact with us. You know, both Josh and I can be reached on the podcast, Twitter, and Instagram. That's at JTComLink on Twitter and at Jam Transmissions on Instagram. We also have a Facebook page under the same name. And if blogs are your thing, you can find ours easily at jamtransmissions.wordpress.com. Ever-growing with articles from myself, Josh, and Eden. And you can follow our personal endeavors as well. Josh, where can people follow your physical and digital art outside of the episode art and logos? Well, outside of that, you can find me on Instagram at jdrow812, and Twitter is joshuabrow24. Right. And Eden, where can people follow your cosplay progress and get access to limited photos? Oh, everything is on Patreon. So you just search Eden Gray on Patreon, and there I am. And I'm also on Twitter at Eden Jean Gray. Awesome. And I'm at PeaceGeet, too. And, of course, if you want to hear your voicemails or emails on the show, you got to get them sent in by Monday nights to Comlink. That's C-O-M-L-I-N-K at jamtransmissions.com. And that, my friends, is the showbiz. Ooh. So uh, Star Wars books just tweeted out. By just, you mean this morning? Yeah. But it's six hours ago and it's Star Wars Day on a podcast. Later, Graham. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, The book looks really good for Dooku Jedi Lost. It looks amazing. And I couldn't, like, they they really did, they did the thing. Like, they made it the same size as all the other books on purpose. You know we all freak out. (laughs) I really don't care. But I I sent it to my friend's. Uh, Ren and Sarah and said, Hey, look, they really know what they're doing. <laughs> like I, I'm the only person I know that reads books and does not care about the size of the book on the shelf. Like I, I do not have an organizational need of any kind. Hence the reason that I organize the library shelves. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> they are neat, tidy and organized by size and medium and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so are you guys interested in reading that? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, am I'm too. Read it again. I am too. Um, yeah. I'm pretty interested in reading uh, and being able to pick out, you know, especially in like the real trippy scenes and stuff yeah. and the, the weird force. The, I don't know. Acid, acid hazes <laughs> that, that Dooku was going through. I just, mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to pick that stuff apart. And, uh, you know, Sifo Diaz, you know, and that kind of throws back to, uh, you know, our special guest today, Chancellor Valorum. You know what the cool thing about Chancellor Valorum was? Was um, before we started going back into like the Dooku Jedi Lost and the Master and Apprentice books and stuff like that. He kind of in the Clone Wars really painted a picture um, of what went on prior to the Phantom Menace a little bit when he was talking about, um, well, I mean, he was famous for, you know, underneath all that secretly sending out the two Jedi yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, to take care of this whole, the the two ambassadors to take care of that whole situation. But also he was involved with Sifo Dyas. And that's really interesting in trying to find out like about this, this whole clone army and stuff. And so when I was doing my chronological watch, I was taking a lot of notes uh, the first time and I would go back and so I don't know if you guys have ever done this before, but I kind of altered the timeline a little bit. I'm actually not the biggest fan of BBY and ABY. See, to me, the Battle of Yavin is actually, it's a big deal, but you know, what's an even bigger deal to me is Empire Day. 
So I changed it. <laughs> yeah, I God, totally so agree. nerdy. To, to but really AED yeah. and BED. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially since like Rebels is at the top of, mm. of my Star Wars list all the time. Um, I mean, just keeping track of it via Ezra's birthday is a lot easier. And uh, most of the books that I love, just in a lot of the Del Rey books, it's a lot easier to think of the timeline in those terms. Oh, I right. agree. Totally. Because otherwise, it's basically as as simple as just subtracting nineteen. Yeah, and that to me, I just like it better. It's just it's clean. It's more of a pivotal moment, I think. Yeah, because like there's and with the canon that we've got out now, it kind of coincides with Empire Day. Like everything was pre like Lost Arts and shit. Like mm-hmm. it all kind of branches off from there. And why didn't we change this before? Right, just yeah. even with the prequels. You know, because yeah. that's it was very pivotal, and like there was a there's enough time that black hole right in between. Right. Yavin the, was a big deal, yeah, but the two the two trilogies, yeah, that's perfect. Basically, something's already been established, and we're just not going to go back on it. But yeah, <laughs> you know that actually um, that actually reminds me. There was something else that I did this weekend. And that was uh, watch uh, something called uh, The Prequels Strike Back, A Fan's Journey. Have you ever heard of that? No. Okay. I'm going to highly recommend you guys check this out. So it's basically, it basically just kind of, I don't want to say pits them against each other, but it brings many different points of view. People that were involved with the story, but also just fans. Fans that grew up on the original trilogy and their thoughts about seeing, you know, the prequels and stuff like that. And whether or not their expectations were, you know, kind of ruining that whole experience. And then also you've got the people that grew up with the prequels and they're basically talking in like, it's just kind of cut in between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and even kind of goes into like the sequel trilogy and stuff like that. It's very fascinating, I think, to people like you, Josh, that really think about the rhyming aspect of everything it keeps going back to george lucas in that room talking about how it all rhymes and just kind of throws out um ring composition really and just sits there and says this coincides with this not necessarily in the way that like say episode one would coincide with episode four Mm -hmm. but the beginnings and the ends of each coinciding with the beginnings and the ends mirroring each other in a way and as if it's all intended um, throughout this heroic, like like a version of um, Campbell's Hero's Journey, mm-hmm. really just kind of breaks it down and shows how really important everything was in episode one, two, and three. Like uh, to somebody that, and I can speak for myself, somebody who had a hard time, you know, with the prequels. Um, and being able to like go back um, many years later yeah. and find beauty in them. I think that if anybody, and I doubt anybody that listens to this podcast struggles with the, the prequels in any real tangible matter. Right. Um, but it's still a really interesting way of looking at it and the entire saga. And I think as we're moving forward to the sequel trilogy, I think it kind of like, what, what if, what if JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson are also thinking on this level. What if the story group is sitting here and thinking this? What if people like Dave Filoni 
are sitting there and, and, and saying, well, you know, George was telling me that this was what was happening. Right. Things that he wasn't telling anyone else. And it's all coming full circle in that number nine, you know, all oh, it's just so fascinating. To, to me. me, like the prequels, I view those as like that little Japanese proverb is like the ripple in the still water, how it affects one drop can affect everything else. And it changes the entire uh, way you view the pond and all that wonderful stuff, which is a lot more depthy than we've got time for. But that's kind of the way I see it. It's like the prequels had a lot of stuff going on, but was 20 years before our original trilogy. And it, it was just kind of like history at that point, which 20 years I mean, as far as American history goes, we're still talking about World War One and Two, uh, Vietnam for sure, and those have been sixty to forty some years ago, if not longer. Right, eighty, eighty years ago with World War Two. One so. other thing that, like, speaking of that, that mm-hmm. that this uh, prequel Strike Back movie um, asked one one of the dudes asked, you know, what is it going to be like hundreds and hundreds of years from now mm-hmm. when people are looking back on. Um, in hundreds of years isn't enough for it to compare to this, I don't think. But um, people are looking back and comparing it to like Homeric epics and stuff like that, and how how it all freaking makes sense and how it's mm. all inspired of the actual human um, condition, yeah, and the adventure and journey experience. It's just it's all it's all there. Yeah, that's why it's we crazy. keep telling these stories. Highly recommend you check that out. I've got and to, it loaded up. Good. Um, Amazon Prime, I, I watched it for, I rented it for 48 hours for two ninety nine. Yeah. And the sequel, which I haven't checked out, is free right now on Prime. I just checked it out on uh, YouTube. has got it for like an hour and 20 minutes worth. Well, that's one way to do it yeah. right there. I have no idea. I just seen if it was, like there was a review or something. But Good deal. Well, tell you what, guys. Arr. Before I go off talking about anything else, because I could just go on about Star Wars and that stuff, like that particular stuff that you and I were just well, talking about. We could do about. an episode on that. Oh, we could do 50 episodes on that. All next year. All 50 episodes, I guarantee you. They'll spit your coffee out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Let's do it. Ring composition. Let's, let's, let's make it all count. I'm all for it. Don't dude. make it prose, people. It's a poem. Damn it. Yeah, I tried to watch. I tried to watch that documentary, (laughs) and I got twenty minutes in and really bored, and didn't want to listen to any of those people talk about Star Wars anymore. So I turned it off and didn't finish it. Well, there you go. That's (laughs) another point of view. There, there you go. No, it's all good. It's all good. Well, I'll break down the real interesting aspects of it another time. Then, yeah, cool. Well, speaking of other people's opinions and other people's opinions that we actually care about, we have a little bit of. Yeah, let's hear it. And who contacted us this time? It's our buddy, Rick Villanueva, at Cadbane's Bounty on Twitter. Let's hear what he had to say. Hey guys, it's, uh, it's Rick, outside of Chicago. Of course, you know that by now. shouldn't have to say that anymore. And, um, I do forget sometimes. So I've been kind of lost in thought here the last day or two. Um, you know, the news has kind of slowed down a little bit. And I got yeah. to thinking about 
personally what it was like living through the quote-unquote dark times of Star Wars, you know, after Return of the Jedi and before, um, I guess, the Power of the Force 2 line of figures came out somewhere around that time once we started here and talk about the special editions and the prequels. And I remember what that was like for me not really having a whole lot of content to get into. You know, I read the first Thrawn trilogy um, and maybe one or two other Legends books. I didn't really get into too much at the time and getting into my teens and being in a other <clears throat> interests um, at the time. So I'm wondering if, um, if you guys kind of went through any personal dark times with your fandom or you kind of slipped out and then found your way back mm. in. Oh yeah. Um, and if so, did you guys experience the hype around the special editions? Um, oh yeah. In 97, if you guys got to go through that, I know I did. And I know I was super pumped for it. Seeing the, uh, the commercial that had the, um, the TV, and it had an X-Wing, I think, kind of fly out of that screen. And it said yes. something like, um, I don't know, uh, for a generation, this was the only way we saw Star Wars, see it again on the big screen, something like that. I don't really, really remember in being uh, teased with uh, the idea of, of new footage and all of that and how exciting all of that was. I remember going to see those three movies in a theater in 97 and being super excited. I went with a couple of friends of mine to go see all three. But what I remember most specifically is when we went to see a new hope, mm-hmm. how everybody was just geeked for it. You know, there were, it was a packed house at, at one of the theaters in downtown Chicago. And I, I remember when Luke delivers the line, but I was going to go down to Tashi station to pick up some power converters. And that theater erupted with laughter at the delivery of that mm-hmm. line. And it just told me that nobody was taking any of this seriously and everybody was just in it to have fun, whether it was people that had seen the original trilogy um, when they were new or people that were watching it for the first time. Everybody was in it to have some fun. And, I mean, that's essentially what Star Wars should be. It should be entertaining morality tales for all of us. So um, that's what I remember then. And then the lead up for the prequels, which... We'll get into that another time. Now, I've got a second question for you. I was thinking about uh, Kenobi, and we had rumors this past week of um, it's some kind of a sequel to Solo maybe hitting Disney+. Plus, um, hmm. it, Whatever form that may be. And again, these are super deep rumors. There's no basis for this as of yet that I can tell. But I got to thinking if Kenobi runs for one season, um, how do you feel about there being a mall spinoff? Uh, yeah. yeah. And what I mean by <laughs> that is if it's only one season that we're going to get for Kenobi, how do you feel about them continuing stories like that through kind of spinoff attached stories afterwards where we can see mall somewhere is a teaser kind of at the end of the last episode, um, you know, where he's he's off somewhere doing Crimson Dawn, because I think that would be about the timeline um, establishing that. I don't know exactly where it would fall in, but how do you feel about the idea of if there's going to be one season series on Disney Plus, having them somewhat linked 
in the form of a spin-up as opposed to just here's a series, here's another series, here's another series, um, finding little ways to connect them um, and maybe bridging them into a bigger thing. We saw with the Make Solo 2, uh, hashtag Make Solo 2 campaign uh, a couple of months ago that, um, oh, I forget who it was. One of the writers, I found a mistake and threw up an image and it was the Hot Cartel Crimson Dawn and uh, one of the other criminal organizations that there was something going on between the three of them. Anyway, just kind of a wild thought, Maybe you know, it's kind of like how yeah. the comic books are, where you get a five-issue miniseries, that ends, you get another five-issue miniseries, that ends, you get another one after that, instead of a whole slew of ongoing series. Kind of the same thing for Disney+, Plus. you know, having connect somewhat connected series or where one kind of jumps into the other one, they're one-off kind of things. I mean, we've seen Ray Park, he's been throwing videos on Instagram like he's getting ready to do something. Yeah. Who knows? Could be something that's in the works, and it would be nice to see some kind of continuation from uh, the solo storyline. So, anyway, look forward to hearing uh, what you guys have to say about it. And uh, once again, thanks for great content every week. Thanks for keeping my brain entertained while I'm at work or doing whatever I'm doing. So, uh, I look forward to um, hearing from you guys soon. Love y'all. We'll talk soon. And may that force be with you. Thanks, dude. May the force be with you, too. Glad you too, buddy. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Rick's an awesome supporter and a new patron of ours, and he is oh, thanks, Rick. awesome. Yeah. yeah, thanks a lot, man. Um, You want to tackle the latter half of that first and then go yeah. back to the first? Yeah, because I can't think <laughs> past a live-action mall in 2020, possibly. Or so like, what do you think? I just, you guys were immediately like, yeah, and I was immediately like, oh, God, if they don't do it right. I am rioting and burning down Lucasfilm. Like there is only one way you can you can do all of that. You She's have to writing have, a petition as we speak. You have guys. to have you have to have Ray Park and <laughs> Sam Witwer do the voice. You have to. They would, and they would, and both both of them would, and it just. It, but what if they don't? <laughs> Unacceptable. I'm sure. I'm sure it would be awesome. Whatever they do, but of course they're going to do it because they've. I, I'm sorry. What what a statement! No, yeah. I don't know that. Of course, they're going to do anything, <laughs> but I would hope for the same thing. But yeah. um, even if they didn't, I'm sure it would be dope. Like no matter what, and I, you know, I'm not a petition kind of guy. What a waste of potential for them not to do something. Oh yeah, you especially know? like letting it hang at the end of solo. Why, why yeah, tease it exactly. if you're not going to do anything with it? Agreed. Yeah. Ugh. And also, he was talking about Ray Park, man. Guy's a nut. Like he's so much fun to watch. <laughs> that he's dude, always going crazy on the internet. He, he's got to be drinking like six CC lemons a day. Because like I'm over here like screaming at random things like ring composition theory and, and heroic poems, and I'm just like, ah, Like, and I'm only like twenty lemons in right now. <laughs> if that, I'd say. You- <laughs> okay, so I would be totally fine with that. Um. I want them to connect everything. Like um, I, I grow a little tired of, of comic book miniseries. I think I've said that before, yep. but I think it would work well um, in, in anthology miniseries mm-hmm. because each episode is going to be 45 minutes. Right. One issue of a comic book. I'm going to blast through in five minutes. If mm-hmm. I really want to take my time and read it 15 at the most. Yeah. 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 So having, having a series of, short um tv shows would 
it would be really easy to connect them also. Yeah. I mean, it's Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. It would, and that's, that's one of my favorite things about reading, um, short story anthologies is if they're all by the same author or if they're all kind of on the same theme, um, like direct little timeline tie-ins um, between them or character connections, um, which of course that's the easiest thing to do in Star Wars. What was the first thing he asked about? <laughs> well, he was, uh, he was talking about the dark times mm-hmm. and um, oh, okay. his specific dark times were after seeing Return of the Jedi and then he was picking up um, some of the the Thrawn books, and then a couple other Legends books, and then he got really excited uh, around the mid to uh, ninety five to ninety seven, and he was specifically asking um, if we got to see. Okay, this cup is so hard to drink out of. <laughs> <laughs> like when you get down to like the bottom, oh yeah, ten cc's, it's just kind of like dealer's choice on where it comes out of the helmet. <laughs> Star Wars mugs, man. That's like literally uh, drinking coffee out of out of a miniaturized stormtrooper helmet. It's uh-huh. like go grab your stormtrooper helmet off off the shelf and try to get a whole pot try of to drink some. Of That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> uh, put it on top of your head with like a little straw. I'm in. <laughs> um, he was asking if we got to see the uh, the special editions in theaters. Yep. Yes, I did as well. And I don't believe you did. Did you, Eden? No, I did not. It's a shame. I don't even really remember seeing the prequels in theaters. I may have, but I don't really remember it. Fair enough. So. Was this on an episode or a couch conversation? Well, I think um, I think we talked about it on the episode nine uh, with Eden. Yeah. Uh, the episode... Well, it, it was episode, one, yeah, one, episode yeah. nine was about the episode one. I don't know how I remember this. And then episode, <laughs> I think, eight was fandom in the 90s. Yeah. And then we talked about this. And we actually had that commercial, Rick. And uh, we did. if you haven't listened to fandom in the 90s, oh, yeah. that's that's probably still my favorite episode it that was we ever fun. made. Because it it's, just, it's just chock full of like what music was popular mm-hmm. that year. And even we even went through some of the dark times, but you it, know, it changed a lot of how we we do this. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. It reformatted everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, it's good. Star Wars history and jam transmissions history. I guess <laughs> if you want to look at it like that, we're closing it on 50. I know. How 43 today. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, um, let's talk about, okay, Josh, we're 32. You're 31 still. Uh-huh. Come on, man. Catch Hang up. it in there. Catch I, up. I, every day. I'm a step closer every Did day. Did you just <laughs> say that I'm 32? I'm not 32 yet. I said Josh and I. Oh. You're 31. Yeah. It's possible I said you too. Anyways, <laughs> here, have some lemons. <laughs> so, um, you've got 15 left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's the thing. Um, we were not there. We did not experience it in the same way. Um, mm. I want to say. That when we really got into Star Wars, I think it was right around the mid nineties. Yeah, ninety four, ninety five, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about you know, of course, we did get to see the special editions and we did all the power of the force and everything. Uh, but let's talk about our own personal dark times. Let's kind of go around the table because uh, I think all of us kind of nodded our heads like that we did have a dark times in Star Wars where we weren't into it or anything and, and kind of came back to it. And uh, who wants to go first? Oh, I'd like to go first, uh, actually, because I don't I don't have much. Um, 
I mean, I was really, really into the prequels when they were out and when they were coming out on video and when the toys were still coming out. And then by the time that I went to, I don't know, high school, middle high school, I I was not. And then I was not into Star Wars again until, you know, like five years ago. And I didn't really think about Star Wars much that whole time, which is sad because I have so much love for it <laughs> right yeah and that i mean that's that's kind of it for me yeah i think ours are kind of be kind of similar uh what, what do you think josh i was about the same age you know around eighth grade or something is when it, it was still all coming out and there's like so many toys i remember being like 12 11 or 12 and just eating this stuff up man i'm like oh my god you know star wars is awesome and uh, they had a couple years before they had started with, uh, we talked about this. That's like uh throwback Thursday almost. Um, the movies came out in theaters and I'm like, oh wow. Okay. That's awesome. Then the prequels came out and all the Pepsi cans. I remember those. Mm-hmm. And I still love that. So I wish I much. had them. I collected them there for a while and then Same. they just disappeared. I had like the Pepsi. And he got the, thirsty. I know. Right. <laughs> they come out in the cases. And if you bought a big case, you got all of them. Um, anyway, I got into it. And then I, freshman year, dude, I started keeping up with uh, football and baseball and doing all the sports stuff. And I just got busy. Uh, my little brother was born when I was in my junior year. And a couple of years later, the the Clone Wars came out and he started watching it. I'm like, okay, we'll check this out. Watched it with him, got him some of the toys, but never really g- gave it a lot of thought until 2000. Nine, ten. Interesting. And then, in, then I started getting back into it. I'm like, oh, this is this is actually really good stuff. Hmm. That's interesting. I think my dark times were a little bit shorter, but were also pretty intense. Um, I want to say mid nineties until two thousand and two. I was die hard balls to the wall Star Wars fan. Yeah. And I remember seeing, um, as a high school student, I remember seeing episode two, Attack of the Clones, and absolutely freaking hating it. And I remember just blanking out in the theater and not caring anymore. Yeah. And I thought, I just didn't like it. Wow. And, and that's completely changed now. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit more. I'm sure I want to talk about Attack the clones now because my opinions are changing. Um, I'm getting wise, guys. Yeah. Then after that, I want to say like sometime after high school, um, was hanging out with my brother more and got a little bit into Star Wars again. What was that? 2005, six when Episode three came out. Five, I think. Man, I couldn't get into it again. So, I I was one of those people that just said, "Well, prequels don't exist to me." And that's a that's a damn shame. I really, I really, good. Yeah. yeah, they're great. They're great. Um, but man, I just I kept on going. I was I remember playing uh, Knights of the Old Republic a lot, um, even after high school. Um, Star Wars Galaxies, the MMO, Star Wars, the Old Republic. I've had a stint mm-hmm. with that. But man, I want to say the first time I saw the trailer for The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I was I was in it like I am now. It just it just sucked me right back in when I saw Finn 
take his stormtrooper helmet off. Yeah. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. This is freaking beautiful, man. What is this sand planet? What is that? That's a Star Destroyer. Holy crap, man. And then wasn't too long after that, I saw Force Awakens in the theaters. And I literally shed a tear as soon as I saw Star Wars across that scene and in the crawl. Mm -hmm. And then I was in it. I was I was 100 percent in it. I started getting into the podcasts and stuff like that. Uh, Yeah, it was a short amount of time. But those were dark times for me where I just didn't care about it. And I think that that's different from dark times of caring about something and not being able to enjoy it. Yeah. But I think I think it's kind of it makes sense. It's fine. I didn't give two craps about the uh, prequels until my little brother got into the Clone Wars. Nice. And then I'm like, well, maybe I need to go re- revisit some of this stuff and see. And still, it took it took time. Yeah. I always loved them. Um, I just kind of go through phases where I was really into that for a while. And then I was really into Pokemon again. And then I was really into anime and manga and then cosplay. And, and then it came back to Star Wars and... I mean, there were there's still parts of it that are parts of the prequels that are irritating. But oh yeah, I remember when I was younger, I didn't care, and now I don't really care. Again, the parts that were irritating before are just oh, that's just a, like two seconds of that movie that really isn't a big deal. Right. <laughs> then the rest of it is so amazing, and I still have so much love for it. Um, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Um, when I was sitting there saying, you know. I checked out in Attack of the Clones when mm-hmm. when it was in theaters and I just didn't care and I just stopped. I kind of want to I kind of want to like throw something on the complete opposite side of that and propose that we do a 100% positive episode of Attack of the Clones sometime soon. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Because I am actually starting to get pretty into it. Mm. Like the more I've watched it again, like even in the last couple of weeks, I'm just like, you know what? I'm starting to make sense of why these people are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that are annoying. Yeah. They are, it's almost kind of an anti- antiquated romance in a way when you think about it. And I'm starting to think about it with that ring composition too, yeah. you yeah. know? And and, the, I, and just the whole clone army thing is so awesome. <laughs> oh God, it's so cool. And all those lightsabers, like it. It, was, yeah. it was what we had always dreamed of yeah. and dreamed about. And you know, it's it's quite possible that uh, Lucas just, for that trilogy, is misunderstood in his time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's possible, like, 100 years from now, people would be like, whoa, best <laughs> thing ever. And yeah. it's got a, it's in, like, it's a little renaissance period right now with people. Yes. Yes, it does. Because they're hating on the sequel trilogy. But we haven't <laughs> finished it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some right. kids like me in there watching uh, The Last Jedi. And then he's just like, no, I'm done with this, man. This is dumb. Let's be real about it, though, is how old were you when that came out? What's going on? Like 15. Right. Physically with you. Right. So you got hormones and crap coming out. You're in your your teens and you're discovering more things about life and stuff. And we're just going to leave it at that. I for Let one... me tell you about the birds <laughs> and the bees. Go ahead. Exactly. Um so many potential songs for the end of this for episode. Me, I know, right? <laughs> uh, for me specifically, I was more into sports and what was going on around me that I couldn't give extra attention to other things. And then I'm seeing, okay, this is Anakin. I 
the prequels were like, all right, Anakin Skywalker, he's going to be Darth Vader. Let's see what he's like. And then in this episode two, I'm kind of like, he's a bitch. He's a whiny little bit. I'm done. Like, forget this shit. Oh, you're so over your gong limit. Uh, <laughs> no, I got three. That. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, it's all good. Um, yeah, like we should definitely spend a whole episode talking about that stuff. So I propose sure. a new hashtag. Oh. Let's see. I'm bouncing in my Make seat. episode two great again. No. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> only a, only a Kentucky terrible. boy oh. would come up with that one. <laughs> we'll make hats. <laughs> It'll be red. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so I'm thinking maybe like hashtag uh, AOTC Appreciation Week or something like that. That's yeah. too formal. No, it's, it's too it's, formal. It's perfectly formal, Josh. It's too formal. All right, let's I'm not hear wearing it. a tie to this thing. I just give me some time. I'll think of something. You you already came up with something, and I'm voting no. I'm voting. It was a joke. <laughs> I'm not getting behind that crap. But <laughs> um, how about make episode two great again? We need to we need to come up with something that we can use for all three of them because we're going to want to do the other ones too. Prequels yep. appreciation week. Yeah. Why does it have to Weeks, be a week? Months. We'll come up with some time span. Just hashtag AOTC appreciation. Yeah. Simple as that. Okay. Alliter- yeah, whatever. Yeah. Alliteration, Josh. Yeah. It I sticks. Know. It sticks. <laughs> Here. We'll get we'll get make episode two great again hats. I'm imagining it in how many liquids have you almost spit all over my damn basement today? <laughs> Just coffee and water, but on multiple occasions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just imagining you guys with the hats, those hats on, like I want to mull and it. And then you're and then your headphones on over the hat and just <laughs> wireframe glasses. Fantastic. Well, I tell you what, guys. With that in our mind, let's uh let's talk about some comics. You guys ready for that? Oh yeah, comics. <laughs> you had your close out tone. Comic book corner. All right. So, which one are we going to do first? Snoke. I've got yeah, I've got more to say about Snoke than the other. Okay. Dive in. Um I didn't care much for it at all except for the very end. Oh, wow, really? Yep. Really? Okay. He I, just posted on Twitter yesterday and said this great amazing comic. <laughs> yeah, because it gets people's attention because nobody's read it, so there you oh, go. Wow. They get a, they get a Oh my god, it was that good. Let's me let me go frequent my local comic book store. It's true Josh is a shill. Yeah. All right. So, but it might have helped out comic book stores, and that's all that matters. Well, there you go. So, so what you what did you like about it? Okay, um, I like the fact that Han Solo is coming back in Episode Nine just because of what happened in the tree. No, um, but I did like what did happen at the very end of the tree. He he couldn't cut through him. Right. Okay. So let's talk about it. that, and we'll lay it out for the people that haven't read the comic and and just kind of wanted to hear about it. And if this is your first chance, we'll kind of lay it out. We're on Dagobah, and Snoke takes Kylo. I mean, some other things happened before that, but this is the meat and taters, guys. <laughs> so all of a sudden, uh, Snoke takes uh, Ren to Dagobah and takes him to the tree where where Luke, you know, confronted himself. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. 
and Snoke makes him go in there and he sees he sees Luke fights him a little bit yeah cuts him down good good <laughs> yeah and he says <laughs> Pretty I, much. I'm done I did it and Snoke because it's basically no you barely began yeah and then all of a sudden Han Solo and Leia a vis- visage of them appears and as you were saying mm. he just uh, he couldn't do it and also like to me they kind of left that open to interpretation right I think so but that's cool uh so Eden, do you think that he left it? He, he do you think he cut him down? I thought he did. Um, interesting. And I also thought it was interesting. It seemed like I don't know. Just Snoke has that weird way of talking that they had in the Last Jedi, and he used that again in this comic. You know, mm. he's he sees everything that Kylo Ren is doing, and he kind of feels like he's a puppet master about it. I feel like, um, just the way Snoke is training Kylo Ren that Snoke feels like he's like moving him, making him do things. He's pushing him with the force to do exactly what he wants. Um, But Kylo can tell. And so he's going along with it as much as he can. Mm -hmm. And, but not doing exactly what Snoke wants, even though it appears to be that way. So yeah, I guess I just talked myself into um he didn't really cut down the the vision of his mother and father. He just made it appear as if he did and he destroyed felt as if he did and then he destroyed, destroyed any it. evidence. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Snoke believed I think it. We're all in agreement here. Yeah. Because yeah. Snoke just has that belief of how things are happening and that's it. <laughs> He's pompous, dude. Uh, yeah, and that that was his downfall. So maybe Kylo was planning his, uh, you know, little coup, if you will, from that comeback story started in the tree. Yeah. It's Um, really interesting. You can see it. You can see it in his face. And I thought also the illustration was pretty good. It was. The representation of Kylo. And even in the beginning, like the the stuff that I just kind of floated over where, oddly enough, Kylo was being floated (laughs) over. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, yeah. The, um. The imagery there is it's just like he like Snoke had Ray in his throne room, you know, he's yeah backwards and almost helpless looking and he's got him kind of hanging over this cliff. I just thought the training and everything was just it was just kind of generic. Yeah, you that, know? Yeah, that's it was, but the imagery wasn't and the the result isn't. Right. And so it just meant a lot more than it than it appeared. But the training of, of um like the Dagobah tree though, Snoke even himself said the greatest Jedi of all did his training here. Mm. And I respect him. He straight up said, I respect Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. So if he thinks that it's not generic training at all, because that was like the big turning point right there for Luke Skywalker before he went and did many great deeds. And then Snoke assumes that, oh, this is a great big turning point for my apprentice, Kylo yeah. Ren. Yeah. And it's still not really. You, of course it's not. Because you don't need any other apprentices now, is what he's saying. Like, I'll be what the Kylo last. said. Yeah. yeah. But to me, I, okay, to, it's generic in the way that could they have not have went anywhere else or had <laughs> done anything else? Like, Oh, yeah. dude, I was fanboying over the fact that it was It Dagobah. was cool. It was cool. And I dude, thought it was, I was so cool to it. me. I disagree. That scene in uh, Empire is, that's one of my favorite scenes. 
And then they're like, I can still feel his presence. You couldn't feel Yoda's presence. Like Yoda lived there for years, but you feel Luke's. I've been here for two weeks. Like, I, I don't know. I just got a lot of issues with it. Hmm. So here's, I mean, here's I, something I will say, or go ahead and I'll come back. I feel like, of course, Kylo would feel Luke's presence there. Mm. Um, Familial connections and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he wouldn't be thinking about anyone else. I mean, Kylo isn't really thinking about anyone else, but himself and his family all the time. I'm um, in one form or another. I was going to say that um, you can't feel Yoda's presence because all of his presence is with his force ghost and Luke Skywalker's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Luke's still alive at this point. So maybe that's why. Yeah. Uh, Conversations for another time with. uh, We love talking about force ghosts. Don't we? (laughs) The the feelings of like Palpatine and everything then, you know, yeah. with that logic. Oh yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. A lot of trees getting destroyed in Star Wars lately. <laughs> I, th- I mean, well, this I isn't good great. for the environment. Not at all, no. That's uh, space oxygen. <laughs> wow. I thought it was a great, uh, a great issue. I also, I also really enjoyed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I wasn't fanboying over the fact that it was Dagobah so much, it, it probably would have been a little more generic for me. But yeah. I was super stoked to see more of the dynamic between Snoke and Kylo Ren. Yeah. Snoke is an evil bastard. Yeah. And he's just malicious, sadistic piece of trash. Yes. Thank you. And it's Who like saved me a gonk on I know, that right? It's like kind of like he's making do with Kylo, though. You know, it's like if I had your uncle... I would already be ruling the galaxy like so many years ago or whatever. Palps was doing the same thing. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was fascinating. Yeah. Like, yeah. Snoke is all about, you know, I'm going to have other apprentices. You're not going to be the only one. Oh, you're not going to be, per- you're not perfect. You're not going to last forever. That's so something Palpatine and, would say yeah. and has said in the comments. Yeah. So here's your bag. Here's your tree. Gone. Right. <laughs> Try this. Yeah. And then Kylo has a little temper tantrum and Again. blows it up, which is so him. This one was good, though. This is a good temper tantrum. Yeah, that was a good one. Anything else to say about that one before we head on to uh, the video game tie-in comic? No, I'm really interested to see what you guys think of this one. Cool. So we're going to talk about Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple number one. And this is going to be a miniseries that is a prequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which is coming out November 13th. Yep. I'm super stoked. After... uh, Plus the day after yeah. plus hope. Ooh. Yeah. I can't wait. November is going to be loaded. Now we're sitting here thinking about the time that it's like 7am is when it starts. It's like, is that when Mandalorian is, is that like the, your air time for <laughs> like, <laughs> when are you going to air this man? You got to think about time zones. Oh man. I've gone through a lot of lemons here. All right. <laughs> so who wants to go first? I don't really have much to say about this one. What about you, Josh? You want to just give some general opinions or just dive in? It was in? interesting. It yeah. was. It was interesting. And um, I'm wondering where the story's going to go with this because I like the fact that we have a, uh, a very unpredictable Padawan and a master who's kind of like, let me rein you back in. But you can see that the council's kind of sent them out and there's just, there's this weird dynamic and this weird, um, just kind of air about 
what's going on here? That something bad, like very, very bad is going to happen. And it's all going to be about mistakes, personal mistakes. I think. And, and that part's uh, a flashback, sort of. It's actually in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not resolved at the end of the issue. So. Right. That makes it that makes it more appealing to read the next one, I think. Because like, there's going to be multiple c- timelines. Yeah. yeah. When is it going to come back to the Inquisitor that we see on the very first page? Right. <laughs> I the need second to know. sister. Yeah. I'm very excited to yeah. see that. It's cool to see Inquisitors back in this. And also that, you know, that's that's what got us all super sty- uh, stoked for Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. And Rebels fans rejoice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do we want to pronounce her name? Sari, Sari. I was thinking Sari, Sari, mm. Sari Junda or Junda or Seer. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we uh, recognize her as as the character from the trailer who will end up helping out young Cal Kestis. Mm. So her master is Master Cordova or Cordova, whatever you want to say. I'd say Cordova. Fair enough. And um, yeah, they kind of. Yeah, we, we were talking about her mistakes and stuff, and she was trying to do what Jedi were expected to do. And, yeah. like, we got a lot of this in, like, Legend of Luke Skywalker. We got a lot of it even in Legends, like, um, with uh, Jorus Sabaoth. Sabaoth. Yeah, he taught me how to say the freaking yeah, name, and I still say it, say it the way I was. Jorus. Yeah. Two U's. So, anyways, uh, yeah, Jedi were expected to basically be judge. Right. Jury and executioner in a way. Mm-hmm. Most often not executioner. Find the peaceful way. She gets it all jacked up and um, basically kicks a bunch of Trandoshan ass. Yeah. That's Which is cool. cool, right? Yeah. Like she's standing on a pile of them at the end of it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, these guys were right. And yeah, it, and, yeah. And then her, her master comes along and, Oh, actually, these nice-looking aliens were the ones who stole things, and the Trandoshans <laughs> they, were right. They admitted it. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> but the Transdoshans, Transdoshans, oh, God. Trandoshans were um, trying to use those credits to buy illegal stuff, so everybody was kind of wrong. So she's, she's, she's kind of a mess. She just... She's unhinged, dude. <laughs> she doesn't look as young as she acts. Um, but her master is is much older than her. And he... I mean, he clearly would never do or react the mm-hmm. way that she is. But he also doesn't really stop her. He's just right. all... Oh, that's what she does. Oh, she does that. Oh, there she goes again. <laughs> you really shouldn't do that, my young Padawan. Yeah, uh, is, no. is that really what the what the council is wanting her to learn from him? Are they wanting him to learn something from her? They're both making mistakes there. Dude, the council was such a joke in this time frame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were really like they were it was pathetic. Just yeah. Because look, we're worried about diplomatic bullcrap that's going on out here that has nothing to do with the four his words about um do not the ancient texts say you know when we've lost our way yeah act on instinct and they're not doing that at all exactly i love that little yeah little piece is my favorite part of it's good stuff it's the sort of thing that that's gonna resonate through the following issues and is gonna call for second readings i I wonder if it's gonna be in the game if that's gonna be a recurring theme that would be neat. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. So, how about we head on to the forest of Phylar? Yeah. What do you guys think of this environment? The red snow. 
It's poisonous. <laughs> I love how she's like sitting there <laughs> with her tongue out. It's like, mm, catching snow. snowflakes. Yeah, too much will be poisonous. Come on, Siri. But um, I got to say, guys, uh, everything that happened in the closing pages really confused the hell out of me. It's kind of all over the place, wasn't it? Yeah. But maybe it's supposed to be that way. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it is because that's how Siri felt. It's it's a reflection of her experience with the situation and she doesn't know what's going on. She's hearing voices. She's not sure what she's seeing. They're, they're bodies, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, she doesn't know who they are. She gets lost. Are they even there? You know, I'm could, thinking, no. Yeah. I'm thinking it's a hallucinogenic force snow in a way, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. No, Whoa. I got the same thing because really? it's like. Really? I hadn't thought of that. We're yeah. blinded, not because there's well, a, a lack of the force, but. Because it's all around us. Yeah. All of a sudden, so, you got a little body hanging out there and in the snow, but you have living plants that he's laying on. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Not yeah. that we know if, if red snow is cold or not. But right. Anyways, precipitation. In space, like it has just, there's no laws of anything out there. Just, right. Just go with yeah, it. Yeah, she's very confused. And then it leaves the reader confused. And then we get to the end. and. There's no resolution. Bam, cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's a it's a perfect setup for uh, the beginning of of a new short series. Exactly, and it's going to be all those questions are going to be answered in maybe. two, maybe, but maybe. at least some of them are. Mm-hmm. I think the game itself, the story in the game, is going to be just kind of sporadic, kind of all over the place. Lots yeah. of confusion because you can imagine this lone paddle one's what it's about. He probably doesn't have a grip on where he needs to be. What the hell's going on? So I'm excited. I'm I'm looking forward to the the next issue in the series. Mm-hmm. And then next week we have uh, the Ray issue and Rose Tico coming out. Oh no, tomorrow. Yep. So tomorrow, we'll be talking tomorrow. about those next week, hopefully. Absolutely. Okay. You know, we were just talking about the uh, space precipitation and red snow and stuff. It reminded me of what we were talking about last week. What did we talk about last week? Well, we talked gravity. We and, talked yeah. about that. So I actually looked that up. Um. The question was, do you feel G-force in, in zero gravity? Or, yeah, do you feel acceleration in zero gravity? The answer is yes. You f- you feel acceleration to a certain point. Mm. Just kind of like how we don't really feel the car on the highway. Mm-hmm. But you speed up to get, you know, zero to 60. And, well, if you're driving a Corvette, you know, pretty quick. Yeah. But you don't. Once you level out four point mm-hmm. six in that new one, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, Poe Dameron does that thing, yeah, gets his juice in the back, yeah, G force and BB eight would feel it too, yeah. So you don't need the artificial gravity. Okay. That is the uh, equivalence principle. Oh, okay, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to read up on that. Yay, science! The other thing was Eden. You were talking about could a planet have uh, a water core, as in Naboo. And support a full ecosystem of life and be a regular-sized planet and have oxygen and all that, yes. Well, being a regular-sized planet, I think that we all kind of agree that planets in Star Wars are typically pretty small, as in moon size. Would you agree with that? From what we've uh, seen, no. I, some of them are. A lot of them are on moons, though. So a lot of the planets that we see... Our moons, like the forest moon of Endor and all that. So we never really get to see the the full planet or the planetary scale. 
I'm not I'm not sure, but I did not read up on this as well, I should have. Fair enough. And then two suns and all this stuff too. Like it's just It's a complicated galaxy. It is. It is. What kind of atmosphere does Tatooine have to support life on <laughs> like that's two suns is ridiculous. It's you really just have to suspend your disbelief on mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of this stuff. But the answer is that you cannot have really a planet core mm-hmm. made of just water. And as you said, sustain a full ecosystem like that. Mm-hmm. The only way that you could have a planet core made of water. Is if it's a gaseous planet. Or if the entire planet is made of water. Yes. Of, of liquid water. Yes. Yes. So the only Science. other thing that you could have is ice. So... Mm-hmm. Thing is, yeah, but obviously you can't. And also the gravity would have to uh, be less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Because, and like the, the water would, would dissipate and evaporate over mm-hmm. time, assuming that, you know, the sun being close enough, its star being close enough to it, to where, um, you know, it's basically able to create water in, in that yeah. s- state. Mm-hmm. It would have to evap- evaporate and the planet would cease to be in about, 10 billion years or so. Which is yeah. minuscule time. In, in galactic time. Yeah. Maybe if you think where about, Yoda's um, from. Why has such a lot in lifespan? <laughs> if you think about the planet core thing, it, they're not really, I mean, we don't know how much time it took for them to do that, but if you consider how deep the oceans really are, they're just really going, you know, to the bottom of an ocean that's not really, that's just full of rock and structures and things. So, they're not going. Yeah, they, you don't have to suspend your disbelief too much. It's not actually the planet core. <laughs> and these are Gungans. Like they're not highly intelligent. They're people, amph- so. well, they're amphibious also, yeah. which means they need to be near the surface. Well, I'm assuming that he basically they traverse the entire planet. It's just kind of like digging a hole, as people used to say, dig a hole to China. Like it's yeah, like it's huh. just a water so, tunnel. So that's like, what I got out of that Naboo situation, and that's also why I assume yeah. that planets in Star Wars are typically smaller. Yeah, because they can do that. It didn't take long in a bongo. Yeah, yeah. and not run out of fuel. Yes. Yeah. Well, we, who knows? <sighs> Guys, getting, it's a, little, Star Wars, getting yeah. a little nerdy in here. <laughs> <laughs> just go on with it. Well, before we head out, we just want to remind you guys how to do. Uh, how to join in that conversation with us for common how to chat. do talking with how Jam to do talking with Jam Tr- <laughs> Thank you, but yeah, if you want to join in on Comlink Chatter, you got to get that in by Monday nights, to email or voicemail Comlink C O M L I N K at jamtransmissions.com. And since it's September, if you guys don't remember the last time, uh, we wanted to give an incentive to our current and potential patrons. So we want to remind everyone that if you want to sign up for any tier of our Patreon by the end of the month, even as low as a buck, you'll be receiving a print of a professional cosplay photograph of Eden's Lothwolf cosplay from Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Isn't that right, Eden? That is right. I have them. They're ready to go. Just sign up. That sign is one dollar, not a full deer. We'll take full deers too. <laughs> what are you? A what? buck. Well, there you. I'll. Oh, <laughs> Golly, you're we'll just... take, it's almost deer season though for those guys. <laughs> the higher together. tier you pledge at, the um, the more, more animal carcass we need. 
the higher tier you pledge at, the more uh, prints you'll get and the larger the size mm. of the prints. And I'll customize them all for you. Absolutely. And guys, if you're interested in some more exclusive audio content, we've got a $3 tier called the Gonk Droid Maintenance Tier. And that unlocks a couple of fairly new shows for you. You know, we've got Clone Wars Chronicles, where we aim to discuss every episode of Clone Wars in chronological order. we got a long way to go with that, guys. But yep. <laughs> it's going to be a real fun journey. Um, so join in. Now, Josh, you're preparing an exclusive show. You want to tell us anything about it? As Father and Son is the title that I've come up with. Nice. And uh, yeah, I, I like that. that. So uh, Parker and I are going to be going over these uh, Star Wars Adventures comics. We're going to be watching some movies together. And uh, the Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, just any intake of Star Wars, period. And I'm going to get a six-year-old's point of view on the galaxy far, far away. And for those guys who've got the kids and stuff, we're doing novels, audiobooks, whatever. And I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how he feels about it. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. It's going to be so fun. I've got bruised knuckles and elbows and stuff from lightsaber bangs that I get like randomly throughout the house. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing this with him and he's super excited to be awesome. on the He gets to be on a podcast with mm-hmm. his dad. Like, how cool is that? Oh, he's pumped. That's really cool, guys. So you, you definitely want to check that out too. As father and son? As father and son. I like that. Good name, man. So, also in the light of the popularity of our episodes without Star Wars yep, and the other one without Star Wars... Uh, we got a couple episodes of a brand new show called Stories for Another Time. And one of them was discussing Stranger Things and another one from this past weekend called That Time I Tried to Be a Travel Blogger. <laughs> it's uh, It was a pretty personal, super intimate episode. Nearly two hours, I think. But um, that also got a real good response so far. So if you want to yeah. check out that kind of stuff and get to know us and hear some other stories that we don't have time to talk about in the regular show, that's uh, $3 gonk, gonk Droid Maintenance. So, if you're interested in supporting the show, those are some of the perks we've got at the moment. So, please update your mailing addresses on the Patreon before the end of the month. And let us know if you want your prints, because I've currently only got access to three of the addresses. And I don't have access to anyone else's. So, reach out to us. And uh, we're sending out some canvases this month, too. On on a... Deer carcasses. On, on deer carcasses. Nice. Yep. Yep. <laughs> deer skins. Yeah. Hard to paint on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Framed with bone. Oh, boy. That's awesome. So, reach out to us. By the end of September, we're sending stuff out to everybody this month. So, we got prints from Josh, prints from Eden, and all kinds of audio content from all of us. Let's keep it real, guys. And we really appreciate all the support so far. We hope you guys enjoy your rewards. And if you want to join in that fun, that is patreon.com forward slash jam transmissions. And that's that, guys. We got our social media in the notes. It's been a fun conversation, but it's bye-bye time. (laughs) Josh, Eden, may the force be with you. And with all of you. (laughs) Always. (laughs) It's bye-bye time.
Do you does, have her? Does that mean? Of course I have. We'll Queen go Amidala. get her. Let's see how this okay. works. I'm going to run up the stairs again. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm super hyped. <laughs> Headphones. <laughs> and I would go back and. You guys okay? You're both rubbing your eyes like you're nuts. Oh, Dude. Con- contact lens issues. Yes, monitor drives. Okay. Yep, we're good. All right. So we're back from a very tiny break, and I go upstairs to go into the bedroom and use the bathroom. The door is closed because I closed the door so that the, the dog would not get into, one, the bedroom, two, the bathroom. And what do I find? The dog in the bedroom shut the door behind her, and she is shredding $5 dachshund pinata that you got for me that I was saving for her birthday. No replacements in this house, she said. She's hilarious. shredding the, the damn thing. Like, apparently she's going to shred something during every single podcast now. Last time it was a box of treasures from your childhood. <laughs> and this yeah. time it's oh, no. a dachshund pinata. The dachshund is shredding the dachshund pinata. Yeah. Yeah, and the bedroom smells terrible, like wet pinata <laughs> paper, which apparently smells awful. I had no idea. Oh, going to be a great night of sleep tonight. God. 